What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It is Wednesday, August 25th. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What a Day, the podcast that occurs as an auditory hallucination when you fall on your head doing the <laughs> milk crate challenge. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me be clear. I have no idea what that is, and I don't want to learn about it. You know, it's better to learn about it now before you faceplant off of milk crate stairs. Yeah, that would truly uh, damage me in <laughs> more ways than one. <laughs> On today's show, the possible timeline to get COVID vaccines approved for young children, plus Congress advanced the $3.5 trillion budget blueprint and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. But first, we have new news out of Afghanistan. The first U.S. troops started leaving Afghanistan yesterday as President Biden decided not to extend the timeline for U.S. withdrawal past the original August 31st deadline. Earlier this week, it was reported that he was considering an extension past that date, but the Taliban warned that there would be, quote, consequences if the U.S. stayed any longer. Ooh. In an emergency G7 meeting yesterday, Biden said that that threat was one of the key reasons he was sticking to the 31st as the last day. Okay, got it. And I guess the question right now, right, is are we going to be able to evacuate everyone by that time? Yeah, great question. So yesterday we got some updated information. As of August 14th, nearly 71,000 people have been evacuated from Afghanistan, including 4,000 Americans. As we go to record this on Tuesday night, we don't have the exact number of Americans who are still on the ground, but Biden said that Secretary of State Tony Blinken will be releasing that information today. According to Biden, the U.S. is on pace to finish the current evacuation mission by the 31st, but not everybody agrees with that assessment. There are lawmakers on both sides who think we might need more time to get Americans and Afghan allies out. And many world leaders are also trying to convince Biden to delay the exit so that citizens of other countries are able to safely evacuate as well. A couple things that are important to know, Biden did say that there were contingency plans if something were to go awry. I've asked the Pentagon and the State Department for contingency plans to adjust the timetable should that become necessary. I'm determined to ensure that we complete our mission, this mission. I'm also mindful of the increasing risks that I've been, I've been uh, briefed on and the need to factor those, re those risks in. Yeah, and he also said that the success of this plan depends on the Taliban continuing to cooperate and allowing access to Kabul's airport, which appears to be becoming more of an issue. Yeah, that's definitely something that's come up. So tell us more about that specifically. Yeah. So on Tuesday, the Taliban said they will no longer allow Afghans to evacuate, which is wow. very different from what they were saying a week back when everyone right. was supposedly free to go or stay or live in peace and all the great things that they were saying. So on the upcoming episode of Pod Save the World, they talked to Ali Latifi, a correspondent on the ground in Kabul with Al Jazeera English. Latifi had more to say about these backtracks and what the Taliban is setting up. They've had these press conferences and they've said, you know, we don't want to take women's rights. We don't want them to stop working or going to school. We want, you know, young people and media workers and 
all of these people to feel safe. They put that on the record and it was broadcast all over the world. So now if, but more likely when they backtrack on it, people can come out and say, wait, but you said this. I don't know if they realize that, 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 that this is a great way to hold them to account. Yeah. And so how is that affecting things as they develop on the ground? Yeah, so these are all relatively new developments, so we'll know more in the coming days about how it's actually playing out. But for now, we know that foreigners are supposedly able to continue traveling to the airport while Afghans are being blocked in the street by the Taliban. Hmm. And so what else do we know at this moment about what is happening? Yeah, so in other new developments, CIA Director William Burns went to Kabul to meet with Taliban leadership earlier this week. That just came out yesterday. He is the highest ranking U.S. official to have had talks with their leadership in person. Additional details on this trip and their negotiations haven't been released yet, but officials say it wasn't about the 31st deadline, so it's likely about terror threats and continuing these evacuations safely. This also is a signal of the direction that things are moving in. So now that diplomats and troops are leaving the country, the CIA will be the ones responsible for monitoring what's going on in Afghanistan moving forward. But we will keep you updated as we continue to learn more. But for now, that is the latest on Afghanistan. Turning to COVID news, on yesterday's show, Gideon, you and Josie went over the full FDA authorization of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and how that led to some pretty quick mandates in a lot of different sectors. But since then, federal health officials have been faced with some questions about the other vaccines that are currently under emergency use authorization and what's going on with the timeline for kids under the age of 12. So what can you tell us here? There's a lot, right? Um, So let's start, I guess, with the other vaccines first, the long and forgotten other vaccines. I feel like I'm talking about um, children or something like that. Um, Moderna applied for full approval in June and reportedly Johnson & Johnson is expected to as well. According to the New York Times, the FDA's top vaccine regulator, Peter Marks, did not actually give a timeline for Moderna on a call earlier this week, but he did note that it only took 97 days for the full approval for Pfizer. So perhaps that's a model that we can think of. And Dr. Anthony Fauci said yesterday that he did not think it was, quote unquote, too far away. Great. Okay. so what about getting a vaccine approved for children younger than 12? Yeah, this is the huge question. It probably will be, you know, throughout the fall. Uh, Dr. Francis Collins of the National Institutes of Health told NPR's Morning Edition that, quote, I don't see the approval for kids 5 to 11 coming much before the end of 2021. So that is a projected timeline at the moment. The caveat there is it is conceivably possible that an emergency use authorization could happen faster than the full authorization. And so among the many reasons for the long length of time that we're talking about here is that Pfizer and Moderna are in the process of still getting trial data. And one thing that's reportedly being examined is whether or not younger children are going to need smaller doses than what had been approved for people who are older than them. As of now, the FDA and CDC are continuing to emphasize that patience is needed here, even as a Wall Street Journal story highlighted some parents who were eager to ask pediatricians about administering the Pfizer vaccine for their kids under 12. You know, uh, we got some eager beavers out there, but I will take that any day over people who are refusing the vaccine and have no interest in doing so. So in the meantime, there are also some mask mandates that seem to be in the works for schools as everybody heads back. Tell us more about those. Yeah, these are definitely, you know, more and more over the course of the last couple of days. So uh, here's New York Governor Kathy Hochul, weird to say, but uh, it is now her title during her first day on the job to talk about vaccines, testing and masks. We need to require vaccinations for all school personnel with an option to test out weekly, at least for now. To accomplish this in New York, 
We need partnerships with all levels of government, and I'm working now on getting this done. New York is launching a back-to-school COVID-19 testing program to make testing for students and staff widely available and convenient. I'm also immediately directing the Department of Health to institute universal masking for anyone entering our schools. Right. And so in addition to that, Massachusetts is reportedly set to introduce a mask mandate in public schools. That could happen as soon as today. And that would actually mark a reversal for the state's Republican governor. Wow. Okay, so this is all happening as more information gets released about the Delta variant and vaccines. What was the latest news on that? Yeah, so we keep getting new pieces of the actual scientific data behind some of the guidance that we've been seeing. So basically, the CDC released a study in which they tracked the effectiveness of preventing infection in frontline workers, like healthcare workers, in eight different locations among a host of states. They found that overall vaccine effectiveness against infections declined from 91% to 66% after Delta became the dominant strain in the U.S., Okay, bummer, but 66 still seems a lot bigger than zero. So seems okay in my book. It is indeed a lot bigger than zero, which is the important part here. And some epidemiologists involved did caution, too, that the observation period was short, the infection numbers were small, and most importantly, this point. It was hard to tell whether that decline is due to Delta or due to overall vaccine effectiveness that is waning over time. But this study is going to be part of more research that will be used in consideration of potential booster shots in the days to come. Much, much more that we did not get to on everything about the pandemic and much more that we will soon. But that is the latest for now. All right, it's Wednesday, Wad Squad, and today we are doing a segment called The Solution, where we propose a (laughs) fix to a news story that has created chaos in our world. Disgraced New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's dishonesty and repeat sexual harassment is now well known, but his Mm -hmm. identity as an absentee dog father is still coming into focus. Late Monday night, Cuomo addressed the reports that he had abandoned his handsome shepherd husky and Malamute mix captain at the governor's mansion. Cuomo tweeted, quote, Yes, I was downstate monitoring storm response for a few days, but Captain and I are a man and his dog, while Mm -hmm. attaching a pic of the inseparable pair from over a year ago. (laughs) The man in the New York State Police, who is the original source for the story, didn't buy Cuomo's defense, saying yesterday, quote, Cuomo planned on keeping that dog as much as he planned on living over his big sister's garage at age 63. (laughs) Oh, my God. We all recognize this line as a riddle, but it doesn't clear up all the mysteries surrounding Captain. Meanwhile, we are all somewhat concerned for the beautiful dog's well-being. But there is a way to solve both problems. Here is the solution. We need to get ex-governor Andrew Cuomo to write a book about what really happened with his dog by paying him an advance of $5 million. I know this number may sound high, but unfortunately, that is Cuomo's going rate. It's what he got last year for his work of hyper-topical nonfiction, American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Maybe the title of this one could be Dog Crisis Ownership Lessons from the 2021 Pupdemic, where I did or did not abandon my dog at the lowest moment of my life. It is merely a suggestion. Hmm. Cuomo's in-depth explanation of what happened with Captain is worth hearing, and it can probably fill up 300 pages, and if not that, at least seven or eight pages. But perhaps the greatest benefit of the future bestseller Dog Crisis is how it will affect Captain's care. Now, in thinking about his dog, interviewing his dog and cross-examining his dog, Cuomo will always be with his dog, adding critical reinforcement to their man and dog bond. Writing a book about a dog is, in fact, the best way to make sure that you never again leave them in an empty house in upstate New York. Facts. 
Now, people will have their well-founded reservations about paying Cuomo $5 million for anything, but thankfully, there is a solution for that as well. So the publishing contract for Dog Crisis will contain a hard-to-read stipulation that says that all of the money Cuomo gets for the book will come dipped in peanut butter, meat juice, or a mix of meat juice and peanut butter. Now, that is going to ensure that every dollar goes directly to Captain, and specifically his big, round, doggy tummy. And that is the solution. Wow. Beautiful, innovative. Where have you been? This is incredible. Thank you for solving this for us. It is uh, an honor and a privilege to do this work. That was The Solution. We will be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's (laughs) getting flowers. (laughs) Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The chief of Iran's prison system apologized yesterday for the abuses faced by prisoners at a notoriously problematic facility in northern Tehran. This comes a day after hackers released security camera footage of guards physically assaulting prisoners. 
In the announcement yesterday, the prison chief promised to prevent these abuses from happening again and to hold the guards accountable. No solid plans have been announced just yet, however. The facility, Evan, is known for holding political prisoners and people with ties to Western countries. Activists and former prisoners have called for reform after a series of reports of abuse at the prison. The hacker group called themselves the Justice of Ali as an unflattering reference to Iran's leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. Yesterday, the House of Representatives voted to advance the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill and simultaneously also narrowly passed the budget resolution that provides the framework for a $3.5 trillion spending bill. So the party line vote of 220 to 212 allows Democrats to write and approve a massive spending package that includes President Biden's Build Back Better agenda without Republicans and puts the Senate passed infrastructure plan on a path to final approval in the House. Now, although this is a good day for Democrats and democracy, we had been holding our breath because a group of centrist and conservative Democrats were kind of basically threatening to derail the president's agenda for a while there. Uh, the vote set a September 27th deadline for the House to pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill. And last but certainly not least, a sweeping voting rights bill known as the John Lewis Act passed without a single Republican voting in favor of it. And it will now move to the Senate where it faces a massive uphill battle. They are so consistently anti-helping people vote, and it is shameful. It's true. If you are planning a trip to Corsica and didn't take into account cow violence, maybe reconsider. (laughs) The Mediterranean island had to close down its beaches last week after several incidents of unusually aggressive cows attacking people. Over 15,000 cows live on the island, and many of them got real possessive of its beaches this past year, while the rest of us were stuck in lockdown. Now, as tourists and locals return to the outside world, the cows are going on a rampage, defending their territory and staging their own real-life cow version of Jaws. (laughs) Herds of cattle reportedly chase people down big tourist streets and damaged cars. At least two people have been hospitalized from cow attacks. And according to the mayor of one Corsican village, quote, if this goes on, there will be deaths. Oh, my God. (laughs) The advice from local authorities is to avoid the cows, which will be heartbreaking for any visiting tourists who are also farmers. Please stay away from these cows, everybody. Yeah, this definitely seems like a dangerous situation and also potentially spawn con for Jackass Forever. I'm just going to throw that out there as an option. Fair. Um, we'll see soon enough. Lil Nas X is partnering with a food, and you can probably guess which one. Hey, Panini, don't you be a meanie. Thought you wanted me to go. Okay, uh, it's not the one that he's singing about in that song. It's actually Taco Bell, whose cheesy gordita crunches, Chalupa Supreme, and Diablo Salsa packets Lil Nas X will now be endorsing as the chain's first ever chief impact officer. The new gig comes ahead of the release of Montero, which is Lil Nas X's first album. Lil Nas X will help Taco Bell create a, quote, exclusive experience, which I will bet huge money involves eating Taco Bell. And there will also be some new menu items as well, i.e. a taco with the devil's blood in it or something else that will make conservative media absolutely lose their shit for 48 hours and demonstrate yet again that Lil Nas X's unshakable grip on the Internet's mind is intact. Lil Nas X worked at an Atlanta Taco Bell nearly five years ago, and he shared the news by tweeting, quote, Life has come full circle. I officially work at Taco Bell again. I'm calling it here that in another five years, he will come back as an owner. I mean, he's already in the C-suite. He's the chief impact officer. Like, not much further up to go. Exactly. CEO is next. uh, Devil's blood everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, receive a multi-million dollar advance, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just lower thirds that ask, is the devil's blood taco driving our teenagers insane <laughs> like me? 
What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and stay, stay off, off the milk, the milk crates. <laughs> Unless your name is Johnny Knoxville, in which case we would like to see it. I've seen an alarming number of people doing this and I'm terrified of it. So yeah, it's please be safe. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com.